Dedicate your life to embarrassing young poets. It's time for Pod Cusack. It's Welcome to Pod Cusack, the only podcast dedicated to and explicitly for Hollywood's most medium actor, our boy John Cusack. Uh, I am your host, Matt Strickland, and the time has come. We are, on this very podcast, going to talk about the single worst Cusack movie we have done yet. Um, Even worse than The Contract, which avid listeners of this podcast will know was a truly reprehensible action movie uh but tonight we are going to talk about 2013 uh comedy i guess adult world and with me oh boy do i have a treat for you guys coming back returning champion comedian mk doherty thank you so much for being on the pod again um it's a real pleasure to have you back with me also first time on the pod recovering poet and organizer for reproductive rights recovering like she's recovering from being a poet not she's not an alcoholic to my knowledge not a recovering one at least thank you matt <laughs> currently in it currently <laughs> in the throes of alcoholism <laughs> lily trotta thank you so much for being on the pod thanks for having me matt it's a real pleasure to be here i hope i hope it just goes great all right guys let's just get into it the movie is Adult World. As listeners of this podcast know, before we talk about the plot of the film, we got to talk about stats. All right, let's talk. get into the stats of this movie. The Cusack number, of course, how many Cusacks are in the movie. Listeners, you guys know there's John, there's Joan, there's Anne, there's Susie, there's Dick, there's Bill. There's a ton of Cusacks. But thankfully for the rest of the Cus clan, uh, the Cusack number of this movie is just one. Only John makes an appearance. The box office of this movie, I want you guys to guess. Can you guess the box office of the film Adult World? $5. Like $100,000. Mary was closer. (laughs) The box office of this movie is $25,368. The budget was $4 million estimated. Oh my God. Not a hit, I would say. Uh, Not a well-reviewed film either. What? Uh, Shockingly. Rotten Tomatoes, 56% Too high. from the critics. Uh, the people score is 38%. So people liked this movie even less. I would so say- the people liked it a little bit less than the tomatoes. <laughs> and I would say even that is, is, is generous. Um, but let's get into the plot of this movie. It's starring John Cusack. It's starring everyone's favorite Roberts, Emma, uh, of course- <laughs> <laughs> daughter of Eric Roberts, Academy Award nominee, daughter of a uh, niece of Julia Roberts. You may know her from such films as The Pelican Brief and Oceans 12. Um, great actress. Can I ask Academy a question on the rankings of Roberts? Is it Emma? I, and then the next one it has to be Eric, right? And then the last one is Julia. Is that right? From most... From best Emma, second yeah. best Eric, of course. You think Julia's the worst? No, Tony, oh, I'm wrong. It's got to be switched. Tony <laughs> Roberts is is up there too. Who's Tony Roberts? 
The self-help guy? <laughs> oh, is that the man that's nine feet tall and incredibly aggressive? I think he's oh. unrelated. Right. Unrelated. Like unrelated. <laughs> large mouth, though. He large mouth. Um, Here you go. There's a spinoff for you, though. Rob Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Cusack. Yeah, so it's starring the Roberts, one of the Roberts clan, Emma Roberts. Um, and let's just get into the plot of the film. We open Emma Roberts is in a room with a Sylvia Plath poster on the wall. She puts some papers into a manila envelope, and on the outside it says, for posthumous publication. Uh, and then she puts her head in the oven, and we get uh, some voiceover describing this as suicidal plagiarism. And right off the bat, you know that this is going to be a good movie about writers and things that writers say. Uh, and then she puts a bag over her head. Okay, full disclosure, audience. All three of us were drinking when we watched this movie. Um, and I would advise that's the only way you should yeah. watch this. Only one of us has revisited the movie. I did. Brave. Did give the movie a rewatch uh, for fear of being unprepared, having uh, much like Emma Roberts been a virgin before this podcast recording. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you feel more prepared? <laughs> Um, I do feel much more prepared. There were parts of the movie that I thought that I had dreamt. And upon rewatching, I realized, in fact, they were real. Mm -hmm. They weren't just your night terrors. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The, um, the book that John Cusack is working on, I really thought that I had experienced that in real life or in my sleep. Unfortunately for you and all (laughs) of us, everything is painfully real, uh, but Emma Roberts, so she's trying to kill herself in this opening scene, and then we get a flashback. One year earlier appears on the screen, and now we get a little bit of who Emma Roberts is. She is a senior in college. She is so horny for this other poet in her class. She's a poet, by the way. She says to her friend who she's horny for, we're the best poets on campus. So you know she thinks highly of herself, highly of this guy, and then it cuts to like a party where they're about to get down and she's about to lose her virginity. She hears something in the closet and it turns out that her weird poet crush was trying to film her, make an unconsensual sex tape. Yeah, so within the first five minutes of the film, we've got uh, suicide and sexual assault. So Mm -hmm. really just- yeah. A real pleasure to open with. Two suicide attempts and a sexual assault. Both uh, dealt with a very light touch. A very, it's uh, both played for laughs, basically. Yeah. Um, if I can say she's uh, she's performing all in all of these events, she's performing like a uh, Fliberty Gibbet, like mm-hmm. a sort of like um, manic pixie style situation where. To take light of these things is offensive. She's playing it almost like she watched when Harry met. She's like trying to do it when yeah, Harry exactly. met Sally. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan is is the vibe thing. I'm getting. Yeah, but she's she's bad. Butchering it. <laughs> she is butchering it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys could tell. Earlier, we were being sarcastic when we said that she was the best Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> She's certainly the Roberts that looks most like a bird. That's for sure. Oh, bold. Um, <laughs> actually, well, you know, 
Depends on what bird, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's true. I haven't looked at Eric in a while. Yeah, he looks sort of like a poo <laughs> Yeah, for sure. The Brazilian poo <laughs> Yeah, guys, audience, cue up a much better film, Runaway Train, and tell me that Eric Roberts doesn't look like a poo Um Then Runaway Bride, and tell me Julia Roberts isn't a little bit ostrichy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that's perfect. They are an avian family. Yeah, yeah. Hollow bones. I was going to say horse. <laughs> And then you picked ostrich, and I was like, ostrich, the bird of horses, the horse of birds, <laughs> that you did it, you found it. So this bird girl, she's so upset that someone almost did a sexual assault on her. That's I'm. That's not that's the right. That's good. <laughs> um, so she's going out to try to, try to like, she's, she's doing a, like a brooding walk and she stumbles upon a book of poetry uh, written by Rat Billings is the name. The poet's name is Rat Billings. She turns it over. On the back, we see it's a very young John Cusack who has written this book of poetry, the uh, Rat Billings. John Cusack, I cannot stress this enough, his name is Rat Billings. <laughs> Rat Billings. Rat Billings, like a cartoon. Uh, the, the movie really wants us to know that her friend is a feminist. She's got a nose ring, and she's like, oh my God. Her, I think one of her first things she says is, oh my God, I just got my period. And it's like, the way, the delivery is like, oh, we. it wants you to know that this was written by a man, basically, is what mm-hmm. I wrote down in my notes. I'm having a hard time remembering this scene specifically, but. I do remember that they <clears throat> were discussing her period and the guy and kind of Emma Roberts complaining about her life. And they were in the... They were in the the what is it called the stadium it's a, it's seating. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to one, <laughs> so I wouldn't know. Look to me like, like a, a giant ship. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but why are you talking there? Like that's idiotic. I I couldn't handle the combination of feminist friend with nose ring and being in the. It did seem out of character for Emma Roberts to be in a sporting place. Yeah, why? Go outside. Yeah, sit under a tree. Sit under on a bench. I also wrote down her nose is so red in every movie. Oh my God, me too. I wrote down why is her nose so red? Mm -hmm. Throughout the whole movie. It doesn't matter if she's in a cold scene. A lot of these scenes are cold because it's Syracuse. Um, Like a sniffly little baby. She is just a red. She looks like the Charmin bear. (laughs) (laughs) She graduates college. She has no plan. She's just sending out poems for publication dad is like you can't you have to get a job we can't afford to keep paying for your submission fees for all these poets and she's like dad please i'm feeling a lot i'm thinking a lot i know i'm a good poet i know um be i mean even what does the best poet get paid seven dollars it's rat billings apparently and he lives in his little car yeah he lives out of a car i mean what is i'm saying in realistic you know lily you're a poet I am realistic. A poet. What in the, in America? What? How much do you think? What's the net worth of that girl who spoke at Biden's inauguration? Oh, seven so dollars. So much. Oh, now more. You think so? I'll tell you in my lifetime, like my lifetime net earnings as a poet are like, I don't know, like one hundred and thirty dollars, maybe. That's with, and so she's not going to even hardly make that. 
I I would say no. I've never paid a, a bill with poetry. Mm-hmm. Right. Every time I've earned any money from it, it's been like, I get a little cappuccino. Today. I bought a sandwich. <laughs> so I guess it's fair to say that this movie is not the most realistic portrayal of the career path of a poet. Or maybe it is. I don't know. She's broke. So she needs to get a job. She's applying for jobs. Uh, we get a, a montage, one of those classic applying for job montages. She's opening a lot of newspapers despite it being 2013. <laughs> She's like opening the classifieds and circling things because I guess no internet, whatever. She's an analog girl in a digital world. Whoa. <laughs> she finally sees a sign, literally and figuratively. It's a sign in the window of adult world. She walks into adult world and she acts as if she's never seen nor even heard of porn before. She got vapors. Yeah, she got the vapors. <laughs> and there was no chaise nearby for her to faint. <laughs> for her to relax upon. <laughs> um, she like freaks out and then she leaves, I think, and goes to try to uh, go to a different bookstore and that's uh, the sub pop guy. Yeah, yeah, the bookstore owner is wearing a sub pop t-shirt. He wears it throughout the film. And he's <laughs> very rude. And did you know? For someone with one t-shirt, very rude. <laughs> sub pop t-shirt guy. Comfortable. He hasn't washed his shirt. He's played by Scott Coffey, the director of oh. the film. No. Good little trivia. You know who I'll be? The guy with the one t-shirt who says, well, actually, 12 times. Yeah. Goes back to adult world. Where we meet the owner of a dirt of, of adult I can't say this adult world a dirt bird a dirt bird <laughs> she owns the owner of a dirt bird and it's Cloris Leachman and we're talking like late Cloris Leachman 2013 Cloris Leachman not so, dead yet in, 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 not in, not the late Cloris yeah Leachman. not that late but her first words to Cloris Leachman are my friend knows where I am she thinks she's gonna get murdered. By this sweet old tiny just woman. because she owns a porn shop. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. She then she finds so she gets the job. Cloris Leachman is just that's like, crazy fine. too. Oh, yeah, that's also oh, crazy. And not only does she get the job, the job comes with insurance. That's crazy. That I is forgot that about true? that. Yeah, they she's she's like interviewing uh, that is with Cloris Leachman and the husband, and the and the husband's like. Oh, well, let me tell you about our insurance plan. We like oh to take care of Oh, my people. God. That makes me so much more angry for how she treats this job the entire movie. That's a good this fucking job, you asshole. Job. It's like working at the container store. Oh, my God. But it's Great like an job. independent <laughs> container store. I didn't um, know that. I will apply. <laughs> so she goes back. She meets... Oh, this is where we also meet Evan Peters, who plays a character named... Alex. Uncanny Alex. Valley. Evan Peters, he looks like the Uncanny Valley. His eyes do not translate shark eyes. a relatable thing. Dark eyes like a shark's eyes? Dark <laughs> eyes like a shark's eyes. Yes, that's correct. Um, so we meet Evan Peters. It's pretty clear early on that they're going to have a little romantic, uh, <laughs> that he's going to be her romantic interest in the film. Can um, I say something that I wrote down upon seeing those two people interacting? Mm-hmm. Emma Roberts and Evan Peters? Mm-hmm. Skin like milk, blood like milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so pale, I couldn't even describe it. I had to do poetry. Mm. It looks like if you held a flashlight behind them, mm. you'd, it would you'd be able to see it come through. And it's a body. very strong flashlight. They must like, have yeah. translucent, tr- translucent, truly anemic. Like yeah, yeah. 
the like fish the from the bottom, mm-hmm. the very bottom yeah. that came out from a tsunami and it like grabbed them. Or when, they, you, when you turn like uh, an amphibian over and the underside. Oh of my god! Belly. Yes, it's never seen the so sun. So these two sentient <laughs> bellies of Komodo dragons uh, are are our romantic leads. So she goes home, and here's where my note taking, my drunk note taking, failed me. Dad, the dad says something. At, to her after she got the job and she responds dad that's racist which I wrote down however we've yet to see a person of color in this movie and from my memory we might not we shan't we shan't um, he said why don't you look for a job elsewhere working downtown after dark is dangerous and she said, "Dad, that's racist." And her mom and that gives is her a, so much which, less racist than what Emma Roberts exactly, says later. On exactly, in the movie. amazing that that was written down and thought yeah, about and insane. and edited. My next note is Syracuse. They thinks it's beautiful. Dash. Also, it's not. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Think again. Uh, coffee. <laughs> All right. Next scene. She shows up at a book signing, and guess whose book? It is that is being signed. It is Rat Billy. <laughs> I wanted us all to say it. Yeah. Rat Billings. We get our Cusack intro. Uh, Emma Roberts r- jumps. There's a line of maybe 30 people. She just pushes her way to the front. As though she's been shot by a cannon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Behaves like a psychopath. Freaks the shit out of the line. Freaks the shit out of Cusack. She's like, oh my God, I love you so much. Here's like this, you're old, your first volume of poetry. I love you so much, blah, 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 blah. He's like, cool, you're a fucking crazy person. I'm gonna bail. So he leaves. She chases him into the parking lot. Um, she's so desperate he's so desperate to get away from her and he just bails and then she has had in this scene she has her car stolen yeah casually Casually. Cusack's driving away he says you my dear are an aberration amazing and she's distracted by that because um you know she loves him. She took it as right. a compliment. Looks away for one second. Her car gets stolen because it's downtown Syracuse. She yeah. had what I thought to be exactly thirty-seven seconds to walk two feet to the passenger door of her car and say "get out," mm-hmm. but instead she stared and he drove away. Is that correct? That's what I remember. She uh, sort of stumbled after it in a very yeah Meg Ryan way, like shoelaces tied I'm together. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> There's a dude in your car. So then we get some more scenes of her working at Adult World, and she's just incredibly sex negative, shaming everyone who's like, who is patronizing these independent video businesses and bookstores. And it's like, this is 2013. These people can all get porn on the internet for free and you're going to treat them like shit because they are helping poor Cloris Leachman pay, pay her bills and pay your insurance? Fuck you, lady. I perform at the job to earn my money and if I'm getting insurance, imagine what more I would do, you ungrateful piece of shit. Also, the scene, there's a scene where there's a cop in there buying like oh, yeah. some magazines or something. Yeah. To make, to I resent being on the, put on the same side as the cop. Yeah, that sucks. Well, she also says uh, like she's shocked that a cop would 
even buy porn. And she, then she says she's shocked that a cop would participate in the subjugation of women. <laughs> There I wrote down Evan Peters' hair is participating in the subjugation. <laughs> I think if there's one thing we've learned that cops, most of what they do is the subjugation. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of subjugation. There's not a lot of, well, of redeeming qualities going call, on there. What would you call what she does to, to Rubia? Or what the actor who plays Rubia does to oh Rubia. Oh my God. I mean, all right, so we got to- That's a whole other can of worms I think in, we're about to get into. So we um, meet Rubia. I don't know where. She also works at the store. She's giving Evan Peters a haircut in the bathroom of the video store. I don't know why. She does. She does. Yeah, Emma Roberts. She's a barber. Barber's in. I got confused. Barge's in and did the whole like, oh, oh. No, she doesn't even barge. She looks through a glory hole in the bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. I hate her you so much. You gotta give this a rewatch. Yeah, I hate yeah, her so much. It's it's horrifying. She's clearly never seen or heard of a trans person or even a drag queen before. And the actor playing this trans person is like horrendously offensive. It's just like, hold on, I gotta see. Who is, what, he, it's the person, he's only been he's in like in one Garden other State. movie. He was the drug dealer in Garden State when they were downstairs in a basement. Okay, he's the drug dealer in Garden State. And he is clearly doing like a Mercedes rule impression in this. Like- I wrote it was Mercedes rule mixed with Agador Spartacus from Birdcage. Whoa, yeah. You think so? Yeah. Only because of the lisp. Yeah. Mercedes rule is the look. Yeah. Agador Spartacus is the incredibly offensive accent put upon like all of the actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which let's not even get into Birdcage, but I love that movie. But it does have problems. Yeah. So this guy is 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 just the portrayal is offensive enough. But if you can move past this actor's portrayal of this person, then how they use this person in the movie is equally offensive. Emma Roberts now has no car, so she has to take the bus home. Um, but has never taken a bus before in her life, right. and. Though she has just expressed so much uh, curiosity and shock at Rubia, Rubia is like, okay, I'll help you take the bus home. So they get on the same bus route, and as Rubia gets off the bus, Emma Roberts gives her her makeup. Mm. Yeah, because Rubia was about to leave it behind. And then so I knew in that moment everything that was about to happen just because they wanted to show that Emma Roberts' protagonist as this is her first sort of kind gesture gesture to someone else, and that was going to mean so much more than it should. Mm-hmm. That does not make her a good person because she handed this woman her powder. But I knew that that movie is so fucking off that they're going to be like, wow, 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 they are best friends. <laughs> yeah, which comes comes up later because first she goes home where she says the line, oh my God, riding the bus is like being in Mogadishu, which is so much more oh. offensive than what her dad said earlier oh. that she called him out. Yes, um, but she says it as a, what is that, a simile? Yeah. Yeah, so she yeah. was using simile. a- It's a comparison using like her ass. So she was using a literary tool. Mm, so she's a, poet. she's a genius. She had to practice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Never clocks out. She has a fight with her dad, and then she like packs a bag and storms out into the night. 
through the window, no less. Through the window because she can't. All unnecessary. Oh, it was because she had canceled her car insurance. Yeah. Can you imagine being her dad and having just had to speak to her so kindly about how finances cannot, the parents' finances cannot carry her poetry career. She has to get a job. And then sitting and stewing at the table with all those bills and having her come home and be like, ugh, the public bus is just like being in Mogadishu, which is like, when have you been there, milady? And then, and then he's knowing her car was stolen and her insurance was canceled. She is a worse child. I would rather have Leo DiCaprio in the Basketball Diaries <laughs> be my son than this girl be my daughter. <laughs> Me too. I would rather have Ed Gein be my son. You know, his parents got away fine, didn't they? Ed Gein? Yeah. Oh, no, he he killed his mom. Oh, well, not his dad, body. though. Yeah, I don't know what dad happened to his dad. Dad was doing fine. <laughs> so he got off. All free. we care about on this podcast is dads. Um, <laughs> so our sweet underbelly of a lizard jumps back on a bus, <laughs> and she her plan is to just ride this bus all night. And I think it's to hopefully see where Rubia got off because her plan is to invade the space of this woman and force her to take care of her. Um, and she's asked the bus driver, um, can you drop me off? As if it's a cab. She's like, can you drop me off back where you dropped my friend off? Uh, the guy, uh, the girl. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and, and the bus driver also is like this, you know, nice magical person who's just like, okay, I I know where she lives. I will be your fucking cat. Doesn't the bus driver turn around, smile, and say, you mean Rubia? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, in what world? And it's like the bus driver really wants Rubia to get murdered. Yeah, exactly. it's just like random person on the bus. Yeah. Right, you can't, like, I, I don't consent to you bringing people to my house. Yeah, exactly. The whole movie is really Emma Roberts showing up at people's houses uninvited. Why is John Cusack in this movie? I wrote in all caps at this point in my notes. Um, <laughs> So she shows up at Rubia's apartment. Rubia is really sweet and brings her in and she like gives her weed and like Emma Roberts is like, you're pretty like shocked that, you know, a trans person or a drag queen could be pretty. And like she and then Rubia, I think, says to her, you look like a cheap hooker, right? No, Rubia oh, she says that asks to her. Emma Roberts how she looks and Emma Roberts says, you look like a cheap hooker. Oh my I'm sorry, God. I didn't mean to call you a whore. I'm sorry. It's the weed. Oh, oh my god! I wrote that down. I and just rereading it, I thought, I, "Oh, I'm Rubia having flashbacks." Oh my god, this movie is so fucking bad. I also wrote down. And please tell me what this means. This is going to be a lot of me explaining my I notes like and then having you it's interpret like them for me. Yeah. I wrote down teeth. You need to get them sanded down. Is that because oh. Emma Roberts has big teeth? <laughs> Here's the thing: is I believe we had a bit about that while we were watching it. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't, okay. I couldn't tell you what it was. Emma Roberts at one point. When she's a high is saying that her teeth feel too big oh, in yeah. her mouth. Mm, okay. Sure. And she does have big teeth naturally. Mm-hmm. She's Julia's son. Yeah. I mean, after they all, she got those smiles. She brings a bunch of rejection letters of poems and uh, short stories that she wrote with her to the porn shop. And it's like, why would you bring those to work? Uh, she's a little tee hee about everything about sex. She's very like weirded out by sex. This is where we learn that her character is a virgin. The trope of virgin virginity, meaning you have no ability or access in your own brain to educate yourself 
about sexuality or normalize it around you is such, again, Mr. Sub Pop Will Actually director, not understanding that there's... That there's many, there's like a myriad of ways that someone can be, uh, represent themselves in society. It doesn't fucking matter if you've had sex or not. It's her that's writing a bad character. An interesting thing that I think happened in this movie is that we never got like a full poem out of it. Like, yeah, yeah. it's full of poets. We only ever get like maybe two lines at a time. And I Mm -hmm. actually appreciate that because one of my least favorite things that can happen in a movie or a show or a book is being shown art and being told that it's good. Mm-hmm. Which is hard to do in that and, in the lens of within. And in adult world, it would be impossible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's very true. So Rubia is hanging out with Emma Roberts at the sex shop and they see Cusack. And I think this is where I wrote down Cusack has the line, how you doing, sugar mouth? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is, that's great. I feel like that was ad-libbed by Cusack. Uh, he drives away because clearly he's still freaked out. And then Rubia and Emma Roberts steal a tandem bike. That's a tandem bike locked up yeah. on the side of the road, and they start chasing down Cusack. And then they confront him, or Emma Roberts confronts him outside of his house. And it's like, you must teach me. You must be my mentor. I wrote down, I want to inject oxygen into her veins and watch her squeal until she pops. And I think that's a very disturbing. I was very angry. Mm-hmm. She convinces him to let her be his maid so she can like get in and like pick his brain and learn from him. I made a note on this scene about Cusack having OJ gloves. Ooh. He wears leather gloves like the whole movie. Oh, that's true. Every time he goes outside, he's got black leather gloves on. Do you think he's a vampire? I, I think he's... if it was really cold shooting while they were shooting. That's why her nose is so red, and that's why her nose is red in other movies. Shout out to Holiday, too. Her nose is really red. Man, that one's good. Also, I think Valentine's Day, which is set in Los Angeles. Yeah, she must just have a flush. It's a circulation problem. Yeah. My cat has a respiratory problem that just always leaves her with a runny nose. Mm-hmm. No judgment here. Off too. Yeah. Um, all right. I also wrote down she's wearing a Babadook hat. Yep. Uh, I, I also that. wrote that down. Yep. <laughs> Why she dressed so well if she's so poor? Um, I guess I assumed that the Babadook is rich. Is rich. Of course. <laughs> I think we well, all Well, he doesn't did. pay rent. <laughs> Um, who pays rent in nightmares <laughs> that is true at the end of the movie he just lives in that basement and gets fed a- yeah no problem yeah, that mom to- has to budget food for the Babadook what does gay he icon eat the Babadook. exactly which I love um, yeah gay icon the Babadook should be introduced to gay icon Rubia yeah oh my god <laughs> I, I, I am envisioning him eating her within two seconds which yeah. is fun Maybe he'd free her. Oh, I'd love that. That's better. Free her from this free hell of a movie. Rubia oh, no, that's what actor. I mean. Oh, yeah, not kill the body not the and let, let that soul drift <laughs> into another body. Yeah. Um, okay, she's working at the porn shop. She's too busy writing poems to like actively do her job, which is just like, fuck this lady. Um, Go, has she ever heard of a library? Is there no library there? What is she working like 65 hours a week? She I know. Can't write on her off it time? cannot be. Are there no poorhouses? <laughs> <laughs> it almost made me vomit. 
with happiness. Yes, that is just what I said. Are there no libraries? <laughs> um, she's now living with her best friend. There's a party at her house. It's a party, but it's four people. It's Rubia, Evan Peters, there are Roberts, no other friends. And her friend. There are no other friends. And her friend is fucking smashed. It's also great. Like, <laughs> yeah. At one point, I think when they move into the house, the friend has a boyfriend. I saw that. Yeah. I don't know what her situation is. Maybe they're open. True. Who are we to guess? I mean, she's a feminist after all. But not quite a lesbian. <laughs> so. Just a feminist. Wait, what's not, that song? <laughs> I'm not, I'm a, not feminist, a feminist, not, not yet quite, a lesbian. Not quite. It doesn't work. Um, the lesbian representation of this film leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> now that's a review. So then we get the the, the great line. Uh, this is a feminist friend to Emma Roberts. It's so cool. You have such diverse friends. The camera pans across four white people. Yeah. Four white people. <laughs> And three of them are cis. And this is such diverse friends. That 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 is this film summed up in a nutshell. I think, I think for yeah. her, it meant hair color. Yeah. They, hair all... color and hair length. Mm. Oh my God, so true. The diversity of hair length is nuts. It is Height. nuts. All our different Height. clothes. Probably different weights. Yep. Oh, certainly different weights. Diversity for her types, was we don't know. BMI. No way of yeah. knowing. <laughs> So Emma Roberts then looks over at her friend hitting on Evan Peters. She gets upset because it's clear that she likes Evan Peters. But she doesn't have the language for but that. she doesn't have no. the language. Ironic. Yes. Oh my God, so true. But she starts pounding whiskey and writing like erotic pounding prose whiskey. on this laptop. Does she not have glasses? Are there Are no, there no libraries? <laughs> Why is she drinking from the bottle? I have never uh, done that. Also, the I don't know if this is a continuity error or if Emma Roberts is just like a liver of steel, but when she leaves the room with her friends, the bottle is full. And when we next cut to her typing her erotica into her laptop, it is an empty bottle of whiskey. Oh, yeah. She just pounds this entire bottle of Jack. That's how, you know she's, that's how you know she's a real writer. She's a Hemingway. So true. And then Rubia comes into the bedroom, realizes she's upset, and it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's time for a makeover. Makeover. And she makes her up to be very sexy with lots of makeup and and big hair. She says she's a little snow leopard. I think I only wrote down uh, glittery bow tie. She looks like the queen of the bowling alley. (laughs) A Forever 21 mannequin come to life. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, those are both correct. (laughs) Forever 21 dolls. Is that your joke? It is, and I appreciate you using it. (laughs) I was credited. Yeah, that's a very stand-up joke that I just stole. Uh, Forever 21 dolls. Okay, so she, this whole makeover is so she can go to Cusack's house and get fucked by that Q's dick. He shows up. She's just like, fuck me, please. And he's like, you are so awful. (laughs) (laughs) She goes in and asks him for a drink. She busts in, slams the door open, and somehow has found a cigarette, is smoking a cigarette, and says, I need a drink. And he says, I can relate to that. And then she says, make it a stiff one, Buster, and make it snappy. Uh, We get a lot of Cusack mugging for the camera reaction shots because this girl is like, 
Emma Roberts is really going for it. She's one of these people that I think playing drunk must be very hard for actors because not like no one does it well. Because she's not playing drunk. You know who well. does it well? Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. You know why? Because they, they were, were drunk. drunk they and were they drunk. did hate you. You just each have other. to be a little drunk. Yeah. Who else? Emma Roberts, I feel like she has only taken pills. I would I would also venture to say that Julia Roberts plays a, a poor drunk. I don't think Julia has ever been drunk. I would I would guess that. Mm. In real life. In real life, yeah. I think she's she's from Georgia. Lemonade. Yeah, sweet tea. <laughs> That's just sugar, baby. That's not alcohol. She's she's had a fucking rocking sugar high. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. She's been chewing on tobacco for 50 years. (laughs) So he's not into it. And of course, she's insane. But this is where we get his his weird pet name for her, which is Lily. Take it away. He says, you're a baby. You're a Snickers. You're a little Snick Snack. You're Snick. (laughs) I think he wants to explode out of this film he at this point. He calls her Snick like six times in this scene and at no other point in the film. I think he went insane. Yeah, he must have just like rewritten all his dialogue and just been like, I, I gotta just I think, what's the director's name? Something Coffee. Scott Coffee. Scott Coffee, I think, must have seen him commit a murder. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee knows where the bodies are buried. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And she's really embarrassed and then she goes to Cusack and is like freaking out to Cusack. And this is where Cusack says he'll include her in his anthology. Love Cusack, it. famous Rat Billings, is putting together an anthology of young poets. And he will include our heroine, Emma Roberts. Uh, she has a birthday party at her parents' house. And John Cusack shows up. Evan Peters is there. He gives her a book of poetry. It's a book of really great poetry. And it's like, oh, he really likes her. He gave her this really thoughtful gift. And then she doesn't really give him the time of day because Cusack is there with the published book, the anthology that she is published in. This is the first time she's been a published poet. Lily, as a published poet, how exciting is this moment for our young heroine? Okay, so the first time I was published, I was 21. And I was thrilled. It was a big day. I had friends take me out for drinks. It's um, a celebration. It was a celebration. I was proud of myself. Um, I felt hope that I no longer feel. And <laughs> how, how would you feel if you found out that, like our heroine, you were published in an anthology called Shit Poetry, and it was just to make fun of you? Pretty heartbreaking, I yeah, expect. Yeah, that would have hurt. That one would hurt. It's bad enough that if you look up my poems online, you, you can see the bio that I wrote for myself when I was Oh, self-written bios when you're young are just a trap. I wrote this down all caps, followed by one, two, ten question marks and twelve at symbols. I do believe I meant exclamation point. Um, and I'm <laughs> saying cheesecake with sprinkles. Ew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, Offensive. Her mom says, what kind of cake do you want? And Emma Roberts, without a single breath pause, says, cheese. And did she say sprinkles? Yeah. Ew. I will kill She says sprinkles, and her mom writer. says, now we're talking. You. It's, it's actually fantastic that I watched this movie like three hours ago. It's very helpful. That is insane. That is masochistic. That is unheard of. Of all the things she's done in this movie. That's the that worst. Is that the is worst. the worst. 
Um, it's not the worst. <laughs> so she's very, Sadly, very sad, though. At this party, she has to solace herself in Cheesecake with Sprinkles because she's devastated that she's in this shit poetry anthology. She thought her her idol, Rat Billings, respected her as a, as a peer, as a poet, and yet... He has just included her poetry in the anthology to make fun of her and it's a bunch of shit poets. Although, um, if I may interrupt, the um, like blurbs on the back of the anthology from like other writers, the writers are Zadie Smith, Jonathan Franzen, and Joan Didion. Yeah. Yeah, that was insane. Like, she's just like, imagine like knowing that, say, I don't know. Say you're like a podcaster. Say you're Scott Cough. Yeah, say you're a podcaster and Mark Marin listens to your podcast. 100%. Yes. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Yeah, if Mark Marin listened to Pod Cusack and started roasting it, I think I would be thrilled. You right. should be. John Cusack listened to this podcast and was roasting it. That's a it, much be better thrilled. example. Yeah, 100%. A, way, That's way better perfectly example. wonderful in every yeah, way. Yeah, I would be hyped. Do you think his feelings would ever be hurt? His? Yeah. No. I think he's very reasonable. I think he's more self-deprecating than most. Do you think he's like Rat Billings? Good question. I hope not. <laughs> well, I do think he can be the I voice of reason he in certain be terrible smart films. Smart enough to distance himself from this Emma Roberts character from the job. Well, Rat Billings tried. Rat Billings. The only like, thing he could have done is fucking lock his door. Oh my god, yes, good advice. I feel like everyone locks their door. No, but she got in every time. I guess that keeps the adventure out. You know what? She shouldn't be a poet. She should be a friggin' jewel thief or something. She could just A get robber. Yeah. 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 I'm a robber. Oh! He's pissed. Cusack doesn't really care. Evan Peters is there. It's just to get Evan Peters and Emma Roberts together when Emma Roberts is in like a vulnerable place so he can take her back to his house. And this is where we finally get a little backstory on who Evan Peters is. And it turns out he's a painter. And she's like, oh my God, she's so impressed. She didn't know that he was a painter. And is like, well, you never really asked about my art. And it's like, oh my God. And then he teaches her what it means to really be an artist. Yeah, he has no plans to show his artwork, and she's floored by that. Cause he's he's in it for the love, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so mad when this was the reveal of how this movie was playing us. Like this is not fair. We went through hell. It's not fair to do this ending. Do you wish he had had a different job? Like he was just like she goes back to his place, and he's just like, yeah, secretly I'm a Bitcoin miner. <laughs> Yes, I do. And he's playing Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a I'm, I'm a professional esports. <laughs> I'm sorry. Madden. I play Magic a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from 100 percent because it we went through so much having to watch this insufferable person. It's also in the end the only reason Emma Roberts is able to see value in Evan Peters is because he's an artist and he has this yeah. like further depth than what his job mm-hmm. is, which is like circular and still sex negative. And like, she can still, you know, like take comfort in the fact that she's too good for the sex store. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. It's it never, she never learns any sort of lesson. Yeah. That's of, so like, true. Redemption. She's never redeemed in any way. Uh, she's like, I should go because 
she must she's, go. She's coy. Uh, and then so she coy. goes, and now here's where we, we've come full circle, and it's back around to where she is going to kill herself because she's been so humiliated by this shit poetry, poetry anthology. Poetry. Um, and I was like, I, I don't even feel like this is really the saddest she's even been in this movie. Um, but she tries to kill herself. She puts a plastic bag over her head, and then she rips the plastic off, and she decides to live. And this is like her big... And we all are sadder for it. This movie would have been a masterpiece if she just died. It really would have. Movie. We would have been like, what just happened? Like, this is the about funniest everything. thing. Her parents would have sold their home in Syracuse, moved to Boca Raton, oh and just my had God. another new chapter. Cord. Oh my God. This you Scott Coffee, you really blew your shot. Yeah, you blew one. it on this one. <laughs> um, she decides to live. She shows up back at Cusack's and uh, he gives her advice to like, go out and live. You're not, you can't be a good poet yet. You haven't lived life. Then she goes back to Evan Peters. And this, I do love this. She goes back to Evan Peters's house and she looks at his art and <laughs> it's like all of her. And it's like the love actually scene where it's like, oh, they're all of me. I look, I look quite, quite pretty. pretty. <laughs> it's just like, and she's just like, oh my god! I'm. She's so moved by this like guy who like creepily painted like hundreds of portraits it's of a her. Narcissism. Do you think Scott Coffee is a stalker? Is this what this movie is supposed to normalize? Stalking. He does seem to mm. normalize it a, a good. He amount. really does mm. romanticize it, normal like beyond. She's so moved by this Evan Peters show of affection, this art that she finally, uh, you know, seems uh, interested in him and he finally lays down the big smooch. He gives and her the Peters. The, her flower blossoms. He gives her his Evan, <laughs> slips her the this Evan Peters. This is my little Peters. Um, <laughs> and then we get a sex scene from the two whitest people ever. Uh, and I wrote down, it's like Slenderman and the monster from Pan's <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> Fucking Edward Cullen jerks off in a mirror. <laughs> uh, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, you know, it's a thing. Two jars uh, of milk made love. <laughs> she Hedwig she, the owl. <laughs> she finally loses her V card and she writes some sweet erotica and says, "Being with him was as perfect as a sonnet." Um, and then she says, oh, "Did I say that out loud?" <laughs> oh god. Ugh. Ugh. And he said, no, I liked it. Ew. Ew. Do you think he has something wrong with him? Yes. Mentally? Yeah. Yes. The actor or the character? I'll, I'll venture both. Can yes. I say what I think about him origin story-wise? <laughs> mm -hmm. I think he like opened his eyes. This is when he was first formed. Everything was dark. He felt around him. He couldn't feel anything hard. And then the egg hatched. <laughs> and he broke free. And he saw the sun. And he got out of the egg. And then he went a knocking on American Horror Story store. Store. S store door. Store door. Where they keep the actors. American store door. Yes, what I mean is I think he came from an egg. Or mm -hmm. I was going to say he emerged from a closet all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like a, just a weird non non birth. I have a, a theory about the character. I think Ooh. maybe when he turned on the day of his 18th birthday, his, he and his parents were going to meet at a restaurant, um, and they tragically got into a car accident with <gasps> each other. 
<gasps> Both of his parents, the parents died. They died. He's yeah. so traumatized by it that he suddenly orphaned. Suddenly dropped out of college, although he had this promising art career ahead of him, mm. and was taken in by the kind couple who he ran into by happenstance one day who owned the porn shop. Uh, and he just keeps working there because he cares about them. They're like surrogate parents to him. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. Mm. And that makes sense why he wants to do the art for himself. Those paintings, they're of his parents. Oh my God, they're all of his parents. The last scene is she finally gets a phone call and it turns out she's been finally published because someone liked her work and it's in the erotica magazine that she was writing earlier. That she initially thought she was too good for. So she, so she finally did Lesson become learned. sex positive. She did man. finally like lower her standards. She, Evan Peters brings her to this big loft party and introduces her to like the bohemian lifestyle of Syracuse. And she's like, you should really show your work. You're so talented. I also wrote, wrote down, so this is where diversity was hiding. Mm. They keep them in a warehouse. They are the 99%. They are the 99%. And I don't know if fucking Scott Coffee did it on purpose or not, but it certainly seems like he did. You think he was just like, she's finally can live her life, quote unquote, and be a true artist because now she's like getting out of her white ivory world. Yeah, it's like, tower. it's basically like, Pleasantville mm. like you're living in black and white and now here's rainbow and it's just like how pandering and fucking horrific can you be oh right you're the sub pop guy <laughs> <laughs> all right let's just get into the segments uh our first segment of course will be a new segment that is called the cusack call to action John Cusack, the namesake and subject of our great podcast. We love him partly because he has great politics. You know, he's he's very active on Twitter. He's very vocal about the issues he's passionate about. So we figure while we have a podcast, we might as well start being vocal about issues as well to honor the great John Cusack. Recently, Arkansas has passed a really horrifying bill restricting gender affirming health care for trans youth so anyone under 18 in arkansas can't get the health care that they need the bill was passed by the state senate and state house it was then vetoed by the governor of arkansas and then repassed again with a veto-proof majority so they really are doing their damnedest to you know, pass legislation which will absolutely result in the deaths of trans children in the state of Arkansas. So if you want to help, the Trevor Project is a really great organization that helps gay and trans youth. So that is the trevorproject.org. If you want to get involved, you can donate to them. They have a lot of great resources. You can donate money, your time, effort, whatever you can spare. That's the Trevor Project, saving young LGBTQ lives. Uh, if you want to honor the great John Cusack, please do that. Thank you for listening. All right, now back to the podcast. Our next segment is Q Snack. This is where we try to really take a good long think. John Cusack in this movie. Is he a snack? I'm going to say yes because he hates who I hate. Hmm. And that really helps. He also has a nice house. 
I think just purely physically, he's he looks good in the movie. So. I'm going to disagree with both of you. That's fine. Yeah. I gave this a lot of thought because I knew this segment was coming and I thought that as a lesbian, I should really try to be as fair as possible here. Please do. <laughs> I'm not blind, okay? <laughs> be nice to men. <laughs> <laughs> not all Cusacks. <laughs> Um, the reason that he is not a snack here, Q snack here, is that um, he's not a character. He's not a person. Mm-hmm. He is a blow up doll. So you need something deeper with your snack. I need something deeper. And also the I like my initial thought was like, yes, he's a Q snack. Yes, because he could just totally fuck Emma Roberts when she's really drunk yeah. or at any point. And he says no. Um, but I I would like to ask more of him. Yeah, you don't want to go for the bare minimum. Yeah. All right. So that's two-thirds Q-snack, one-third he has been judged and has been found wanting. Um, <laughs> is this one of the 10 movies he likes? Of course, Cusack has been quoted in The Guardian. I've made 10 good films. I'm sure you know which ones they are. The ones that suck it into blank out, it's like I've never made them. Do we think, so far, I think we still only have two slots filled on the 10. What are they? Stand By Me, Being John Malkovich. Mm. Do we think that this is one of those movies? I think the answer is probably clear. I would guess that it is not one of those movies. 100% no. He thinks this is a snake snack. This is a snake snack of a movie. You can tell he's sort of phoning it in. This is the shit poems of his movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is, yeah, like I said, it's the worst movie we have done on the pod so far. Um, Our next segment is Coffee, Tea, Me. In honor to the woman who spoke those famous lines in Working Girl, Joan Cusack. If we had to recast a part of this movie with Joan Cusack, (laughs) who would we cast? Ooh. It's tough because you don't want to subject the wonderful Joan Cusack to this, but if we had to. I think this is the first time that I've said this because of how bad this movie is. I would replace the director. I would replace the screenwriter. I would replace every single actor with Joan Cusack. It now becomes a one woman show. It is a one woman production. Joan all the way. That is the only way this movie is going to be good at all. Mm. Lily? Do you have a different take? That's sort of like the best answer I think you could give. Um, there are no redeeming qualities to this movie. I would maybe recast the city of Syracuse with Joan Cusack. <laughs> um, just to give it a little bit more pop, you know? Sure. So what okay, so director Joan Cusack, screenwriter Joan Cusack, actors Joan Cusack, City Joan Cusack. At Billings, Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think this movie needs a rewrite. (laughs) Shocking. But I would recast Cloris Leachman, who is like barely in this movie, with Joan Cusack and beef up that part and make Emma Roberts' real emotional relationship, the character between Mm. not Evan Peters, not John Cusack, but actually about Joan Cusack, this owner of the porn store who's like teaching her, who's like bringing out her sexuality. It'd be it's interesting to see Cloris's husband as Joan Cusack as well. Mm, just not a big enough part. It would need a rewrite. Oh, yeah. Right, right. yeah. Much the bigger. whole movie should be yeah. scrapped. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next segment. It is the trivia segment. Tales from the trivia page. 
the very first line of trivia on the IMDb trivia page is Evan Peters and Emma Roberts met on this movie and are now engaged. So it's old. It's old. It's a dated yeah. <laughs> trivia because as we all know, us those of us in the know, in the Evan Peters hive. <laughs> oh. You mean egg? We pee heads. In the Evan Peters egg, we... Uh, we call ourselves Peters. <laughs> we know that they had a very tumultuous relationship involving uh, her beating him up and they... Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, she kicked his ass. And he bled and bled and bled bled and and he couldn't clot at all. Why couldn't he clot? (laughs) Yeah, he needed sort of an Eastern mystic to teach him how to stop bleeding. And that's why his mother hired the great Rasputin to be her her personal advisor. Um, No one could kill him. All right, the next segment is called Q's Tweets. It's where I search John Cusack's handle and the name of this movie and see if he has tweeted about it. And guess what? He has. This is a Q's tweet. I would follow my friend at Roberts Emma, open parentheses, this better be you, close parentheses. She's hilarious in adult world and in real life too, dot, dot. Hi, Emma, exclamation point. That's very kind of him. It's so kind of him to say that. You know, he's probably friends with her aunt. Or something. Oh yeah, for sure. That's true. It's like America's Sweethearts, right? Yeah, they were yeah. America's Sweethearts, which we have covered on this podcast. Finally, let's all wrap it up with things I like, things I hate, things I think are weird. Mary, what's one thing you like about this movie? Okay, well, this was really depressing for me, but the soundtrack was entirely a band that I very much loved and listened to constantly in the early 2000s, Wolf Parade, and they are also Sunset Rubdown. Uh, Knowing that the entire soundtrack was them was in a way sort of mental release for me. I could, you know, think back on days when I was taking a jog through Boston or about to meet friends for drinks. Uh, So that was a good escape uh, I did write down who hurt you, Wolf Parade. Um, <laughs> I was sad about it, but that is um, it was a it was a better escape for me. It was something that I could lean back on during this horrific movie. Lily, what's one thing you liked about Adult World? Well, I've given this a lot of thought, Matt. Um, <laughs> and uh, thank you. And I, uh, it's hard to pick just one, you know. Um, I, I said before, I, I appreciate that the poems were only excerpts from poems. We didn't, we weren't told to like them. Um, I also think, I guess Evan Williams, or Evan Williams, who's that? That's Oh, it's a drink. That's, whiskey. <laughs> That's what we're going to have when this podcast is over. <laughs> Evan Peters, I um, he was like a himbo archetype. Uh-huh, sure. um, mm, true. And I, you know, I like dogs. He was sort of like a puppy. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was fine. All right, what's one thing we hate about this movie? I mean, this could go on and on. Um, (laughs) Try to keep it to one to five things. (laughs) 
Uh, Lily, what's one thing you hate about this movie? The first thing that comes to mind, I think, is gonna have. Oh God, I don't know. It's. I was gonna say the transphobia and like just the the trans representation of Rubia, but I think more even than that, I have. I, I can't watch Emma Roberts do this, and I might not ever be able to watch her do anything ever again. <laughs> then you should steer clear of holiday. Holiday. <laughs> Good. Mary, what's one thing you hate about this movie? I guess, yeah, it's it's not fair to say Scott Coffey is the only person I am holding accountable for this film. There was a production office. There was money behind it. There were writers. There were editors. I think everyone needs to take some time off and reflect on what they've done. I don't know. The buck stops with Scott to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am imagining the buck started with the writer. So that's um, alarming. And I will say cheesecake with sprinkles. Mm -hmm. yeah. Really? But yeah, everything in this movie is is offensive and terrible. And how dare you with trans representation? And how how dare you create this film? Yeah, I'm gonna say I also hated uh, just everything about it. Uh, <laughs> everything about Emma Roberts's character. I hate how all the other characters only existed purely to further her journey, which was what? Uh, nothing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, it, you know, it it was just it was bad on almost every level. Uh, I mean, I would say that. It was, yeah, it was bad on every level. I mean, we've covered this movie a lot. Do, does anyone have anything they think is weird about it? I think it's pretty I'm, weird this movie got made. I think it's weird that Agreed. there's sex in it. Oh, I, I think it's weird. No, not weird, but like I am empathizing greatly with anyone who went to go see it, who mm. paid money to see it in yeah. the theaters. That yeah, feels anyone terrible. Anyone who contributed to that $25,000. Exactly. I want my $25,000. I feel like that would be a lot of first dates and a ton of <sighs> our movies not playing right now. What else would you like to see? Oh, and it sucks so much because that's your first date movie. Like none of those couples worked out. Oh, no. Yeah. Or they did from the pure hate. That could be something. Or it was like 13-year-old boys who went to see it expecting it to be much sexier. Mm. It's like... <laughs> Oh, true, true, stuff, true. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's barely PG-13. All right. That is Adult World, starring Emma Roberts, Evan Peters, and of course, the great John Cusack. Lily, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, at Lily Trotta. That's L-I-L-Y-T-R-O-T-T-A. Um, and you can read my old poetry, but you might not want to. Uh, it's certainly better than anything in this movie. I uh, have read it. It's much, much better. It's world apart. MK, Park. where can people find you on the internet? Uh, my website, uh, mkdoherty.com. You can go on there, buy earrings, buy prints, uh, commission art from me, and also my Instagram, mkdohertyart. You can follow me on Twitter at strickbomb. John, of course, you know this is all for you. We miss you. We love you. Stay safe. <laughs>